0: I want to tell you about some things that you probably don't know, but you need to know about these things, pretty important things. Uh, it's springtime. The flowers are blooming and the weather is mild. It's spring. You may not have known that, but it's springtime. It might probably pass your notice, but we had a presidential election last year, and Donald Trump is now president of the United States, if you didn't know that. Did you know you can get your driver's license when you're 16 years old? You can start drawing social security when you reach retirement age. Canada, the nation of Canada is actually north of here. And Mexico is south of here. How long you want me to keep going before you yell, stop! Stop! We know that stuff already. You're telling us stuff we already know. You'd be right to tell me to stop too. Because there's no use mentioning things that are already known, that are obvious. There's no use repeating things that people are already informed about. We understand that. But when it comes to spiritual things, it is important for us to be reminded, even though we probably knew things before. In the reading that Kyle did for us earlier in 2 Peter chapter uh, uh, 1, at verse 12, Peter says, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though you know them, and be established in the present truth. Yea, I think it best, as long as I am in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in way of remembrance. We need to be reminded. And this morning we're going to do some of that about some very simple observations. We just want to make some observations about committing sin and doing good. Those are obviously very basic Bible themes, and we've talked about them plenty of times in the past, and we just want to offer one another some reminders this morning about sin and its consequences, and the importance of doing good for God. Before we get into that study, we stop for just a minute to say thank you to all who are present on this beautiful spring morning in Middle Tennessee. We're glad that you've come to be with us. As Yancey said earlier, men have designated this as a special day for religious observance. But we believe that every first day of the week is important to come together to worship God and to remember our Savior, to participate in the Lord's Supper, which commemorates His death on the cross. And we'll be doing that here in just a few minutes. We're glad that you're here to be a part of it. We have visitors with us today. We're glad that you have come our way. We hope you'll come back every time you have a chance. Let's talk about... Committing sin and doing good. And let's use as a text for our study, First Timothy chapter five, 1 Timothy chapter five, beginning at verse 24. The sins of some men are quite evident, going before them to judgment. For others, their sins follow after. Likewise also, deeds that are good are quite evident, and those which are otherwise cannot be concealed. We want to spend some time thinking about the points that Paul makes here by inspiration about committing sin, but also about doing good. First of all, let's talk about sin. The first thing that we notice concerning Paul's observations about sin is that the sins that men commit are usually pretty obvious. He he uses the expression here in the New American Standard Version that they are quite evident. The sins of men are typically easily spotted. They're obvious to everyone that what this is, this person is doing is sinful. In fact, they are so obvious that very often men don't even try to excuse themselves of that. And occasionally you'll find people boasting about their sins. Sometimes excuses are offered, but they're feeble excuses. Uh, it's just very obvious, the sins that men commit. Typically, usually... They're very obvious. In Romans chapter 1, the Apostle Paul talked about how it was in in his day and the sins that the evil world had gotten involved with. Look in Romans chapter 1, beginning at verse 29. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful proud, boasters... "...inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful." Well, that's quite a cataloging of sins, is it not? People in that day were involved in that sort of thing. And it's certainly true in our day as well. And so, the first point about sin we want to make is, sins usually are, are just very obvious. We're talking about the sins that people in the world commit, obviously... But the same principle is true of the sins that we as Christians might commit as well. You know, uh, sometimes we recognize certain Christians who are clearly unfaithful to the Lord. They're just not even trying to live faithfully for the Lord. Um, these people will usually try to make excuses. But it's evident, you don't have to look very hard to realize that though this person is not a He's not just a person out there in the world. He, he calls himself a Christian. But it's just pretty obvious that this fellow's not living right. His sins are obvious. And we need to be uh, wise enough to realize that when we sin, our sins are known by others. Usually, others can look into our lives quite easily and see the sins that we're committing. Of course, the thing that we must always realize, and we'll talk more about this in a minute, but God knows God knows we never deceive Him about our sins, but we seldom are able to deceive other men about our sins either. Even as Christians, uh, we're not kidding anyone. Our sins are usually pretty obvious. Even in cases where we try to hide our sins, those usually can't be hidden for very long. Notice that in the text, Paul mentions sins that are quite evident, going before them to judgment. But he speaks of others whose sins follow them. I would take it that he means these others are those who are committing sins that are not necessarily quite so evident. They are not so obvious. Most sins are, I think. Most sins are quite obvious. When I get involved in sin, I'm going to make it so that you probably realize that in me before too long. But even if I'm trying to hide that or you're trying to hide that from someone else, those will not be hidden for long. Um, Initially, maybe, you can't tell that there's something wrong. Or maybe you have a sense that there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on it. But at some point, it will become known. There are certain individuals who who are quite expert at hiding their sins from other people. But usually, even those people, their sins will become known. One example of that sort of thing that is more and more prevalent in the world today is the sin of looking at pornography on the Internet, the sins that modern media present to us. You know, I can sit in the privacy of my own home, hiding behind the screen of my computer, and I can look at all kinds of horrible wickedness, but you don't know about that, do you? You're not aware that that's what I'm doing. I can hide that from you. Well, maybe. Maybe for a while. But the fact of the matter is, there are people who can track that down really easily. And sooner or later, it's going to be exposed if I'm engaged in that sort of thing. And so even some sins are quite evident. There are other kinds of sins that are maybe not quite so initially obvious, but they usually can't be hidden for very long. In Numbers chapter 32, verse 23, it says, Be sure your sins will find you out. A simple statement, but so clearly true. Be sure your sins will find you out. In Proverbs chapter 10, At verse 9, it says, He that walketh uprightly walketh surely, but he that perverteth his ways shall be known. He that perverts his ways, he who is not living right, he is going to be known. He will be found out. And then look at Proverbs 28, verse 13. In Proverbs 28, uh, at verse 13, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper. But whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. You're not going to prosper trying to hide your sins. Because even though you might succeed initially or for a while, usually those sins can't be hidden for very long. Ultimately, all those sins will be exposed in judgment. God's going to judge us. God already knows, right? In Hebrews chapter 4 at verse 13, We're we're told that all things are naked and open into the eyes of Him with whom we have to do. So I may be hiding this from you. Nobody, maybe, and maybe, I'm the rare case of someone who can be successful at hiding my sins as long as I live. Nobody ever knew that I was doing this evil thing. But all along, God knew I was doing it, right? All things are naked and open into the eyes of Him with whom we have to do. God always knew And the Scriptures tell us that those things will be revealed in judgment. I may have hidden that from you in this lifetime, but there will be no hiding it, not from God or others. I can't hide it from God now, but even in judgment, all will know. In Luke chapter 8, verse 17, Jesus said, Nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest, neither anything hid that shall not be known and come abroad. It's going to be known. It's going to be exposed in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, at verse 5. 1 Corinthians 4, verse 5 says um, that the Lord will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the heart. Those things are going to come out. You can't hide them forever. So what should we do? Since this is the reality about sin, most often sins very obvious. Sometimes you can hide them usually not very successfully for a long period of time, but even if you could, all things will ultimately be exposed in judgment. What should I do then? Well, what I should do is stop trying to hide my sin and come clean. I need to repent and confess and seek forgiveness. I want you to go back to Proverbs 28, 13, where we were reading just a moment ago. In Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but... Whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. There's the key. Don't be trying to hide that. Confess. Forsake those wrongs. Turn away. Repent. And God promises that He'll forgive those who do. And so there are some very simple observations about sin. From this statement that Paul makes here in 1 Timothy chapter 5. The sins of some men are quite evident going before them to judgment. For others, their sins follow after. Alright, again, I don't think that I told you anything there that you don't know. But I do believe it's important to be reminded. Because we are tempted about sin continually. Satan never tires in his work. And he would love to ruin us and see us be lost forever in hell. We need to be reminded about sin. About the realities of sin. But, let's talk about doing good. Because this text also mentions that. The second verse, verse 25, 1 Timothy 5, 25 says, Likewise also deeds that are good are quite evident, and those which are otherwise cannot be concealed. Well, the first observation we would make is that, again, deeds that are good are quite obvious. Notice he uses uh, the same expression here, quite evident. Same thing he said about sin. Sins are usually quite evident. And good deeds are usually quite evident also. Um, look around, and you're going to see people doing good. If you look around right in this immediate local congregation, you're going to see people who are doing good. Every once in a while we'll hear someone say, nobody's doing anything. Nobody's doing anything. We've got to get people doing something. Really? Really? You think that? I want to tell you, if if that's your impression, then you're not very perceptive, because there's a lot of good being done here. All kinds of good is being done. Sick people are being visited. Weak people are being encouraged, and lost people are being taught. And just because you haven't noticed that doesn't mean that it's not happening. Look around, and you will see. Now, understand, and this is very important, understand that the members of this church who are doing those good kind of things are not doing them to be seen of men because our Lord Jesus Himself warned about that. In Matthew chapter 6, in the Sermon on the Mount, you will recall how He spoke about the, the hypocritical Pharisees of His day. In, in Matthew 6, beginning verse 1, "...take heed that ye do not your alms before men." Alms were giving gifts to the poor, Right? The good deeds that we're talking about, the kind that people are doing, and the kind that you would notice if you were perceptive to observe, they're not being done to be seen of men. These kind of good deeds, they're not out there sounding a trumpet and trying to draw a crowd before they do some sort of good. But these things are obvious if you're looking, and you will realize. There's some of these folks here that I'm looking at this morning, and I know that if I go to see a sick person, they've already been there. If I think to do something, they've already beat me to the punch. That's the kind of people we have here who are busy doing good. Uh, and these these acts of kindness and goodness, uh, they become obvious. If they don't become obvious to everyone, they at least become obvious to some. And certainly God knows about the good that is being done. In John chapter 3, verse 21, in John chapter 3, verse 21, he that doeth, Uh, He that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be manifest, that they are wrought in God. His deeds will be made manifest. He's working for God, Jesus said. God knows. And usually we can know, if we take a minute to look and observe, that lots of good things are being done. Now, when we do those good deeds, and when we observe others doing those good deeds, what happens, and this is a wonderful thing, what happens is that other people are encouraged and God is glorified. Go back to the Sermon on the Mount in a, for a minute and look at Matthew 5 this time. In Matthew chapter 5, you know well, verses 14 through 16. Matthew five fourteen: Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your... Light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Now, it's interesting that this is in the same sermon where Jesus warned about doing your works to be seen of men. It's about motive, right? Our motive must absolutely not be to be seen of men and to get their glory and praise. But what we should do is let our light shine that other other people will see those good deeds that are being done and that they will glorify God. You know, when people do good, uh, it's a great encouragement. We were talking earlier about sin and about even people who try to hide their sins, and sometimes we, we discover that maybe someone that we had great confidence in has been involved in this horrible sin. Have you ever been discouraged and depressed when you discovered a fellow Christian was engaged in sinful activity? My guess is you have been lots of us have been, probably almost all of us have been in times past, maybe brought pretty low by coming to know that a a fellow Christian was engaged in sin. They'd been hiding it, but it became evident as we were describing. That can be a horrendous discouragement to know that our brethren are are engaged in such things. But I want to tell you, just as great as that discouragement can be, The encouragement, the encouragement that we can get when we observe our fellow Christians doing good, uh, it's even greater. And that's what Jesus called upon us to do. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And that's what we need to be striving to do because certainly others are encouraged and God is glorified by good. And finally, we understand that those things are going to be ultimately rewarded by God. It might simply be the case that you engaged in some good deed and no other mortal human being ever found out about it. Was it a lost cause? No, it wasn't a lost cause. Because we have the confidence that the Lord sees and will reward. In Proverbs 15, verse 3. Proverbs 15, verse 3 says, "...the the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil..." And the good. Lots of times we talk about the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil. And he is. We were talking earlier about whoops, excuse me. We were talking earlier about the fact that you can't hide sin and God knows all about the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil. He knows you can't hide that from. But that same verse, Proverbs fifteen, verse three, the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. Don't worry that some good deed that you did might escape. His notice. Now, even if everybody else in the world, although it's not likely, but if everybody else in the world failed to notice what you did, be assured that God in heaven knows and will reward. Go with me to Matthew 25 and we'll conclude our comments here with the judgment scene that Jesus describes in Matthew chapter 25. In Matthew 25, beginning verse 31, when the Son of Man shall come in His glory and all the holy angels with Him. Then shall He sit on the throne of His glory, and before Him shall be gathered all nations. And He shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And He shall set the sheep on His right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on His right hand. Now these are the people who did good, right? He shall say to them on His right hand, Come, ye blessed of my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungered, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee a hungered uh, and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw thee we a stranger, and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye have done it, To one of the least of these, my brethren, ye have done it to me also. Think about that. Those seem like pretty minor acts of goodness, right? And yet they didn't escape the Lord's observation. And there was an ultimate reward for doing those things. And so our, our simple observation about good is good deeds are being done. And if you're looking, it's easy to notice them. But even if you never notice them, God does, and He will reward. What's your situation this morning? Are you busy doing good for the Lord in anticipation of His promised reward for those who do good? Or is it the situation in your life that you've allowed yourself to be involved in sin, and maybe you've tried to keep it under wraps, tried to keep it hidden, so but nobody would find out? I hope our reminders this morning, very simple reminders this morning convince us that we need to abandon sin we need to for- confess and forsake sin come to the lord for forgiveness if we can help you in that this morning we want to assist if you are not yet a christian you need to obey that simple gospel plan of salvation hear the truth re- believe it repent of your sins confess your faith in jesus be baptized for the remission of sins we we'll would be glad to assist in your obedience this morning we we'll would be glad to study with you more if you need more study If you're a Christian already, but you've not been faithful, we urge you to come back in repentance, confession, and prayer. If we can help, let us know while we stand and sing this song. Thank you.